0: Good morning, this is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shomer, and you're listening to Coffee with Chris. The time of the day where we share a cup of coffee and share a bit of the Word of God. You know, I bet the majority of us just kind of go throughout our day, um, you know, we have a routine, we're used to the way things go, and we just trudge along without even thinking twice about anything, almost going on automatic pilot. And when something comes into our path that's out of the ordinary or that's unusual. We just simply use our own human logic reasoning and understanding to deal with it and we move on and through and past that. Which there's nothing wrong with you using our brains with using our human logic. God wants us to do that. But the failure comes when we don't add that human logic and reasoning with divine counsel. Because Proverbs tells us that we are not to lean on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him consult him, acknowledge him, and he will make our path straight because our human logic and reasoning, though good it is, is finite and incomplete because we don't see the big picture. God does. He can uh, he can uncover and reveal hidden things that's going to uh, trip us up and we can avoid those things if we seek him and counsel him first. And sometimes we just do things because we think that's what we should do and that's just the way of the world and that's the way we do things and uh, we make plans. But James tells us that we should get in the habit of saying, if it's the Lord's will, we'll do this, that, or the other. In other words, I have my plans, but if God says differently, then I'm going to concede my plans to his plans. I'm gonna make my will, his will. Now we see in Joshua, that the Joshua and the elders of Israel kind of got in a rut of a automatic, routine way, of Doing things and seeing things and operating and they failed to consult the Lord. Maybe they got cocky. Maybe they got overconfident um, But we see that um, They were six Canaanite nations that were ready to go against Israel Gibeon was one of those nations that would have made seven but they said you know what we we don't want to get wiped out you know, we let's 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 uh, make a pact with Israel. But in order to do that, they had to employ deceptive means because God told Israel, don't make a covenant with any of the Canaanite nations. You were to wipe them out completely. And so Gibeon knew this. And so in verse three, it says, and when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done to all Jericho and Ai, meaning wipe them out completely, obliterated them, they did work wily. In other words, they were deceitful and they were plotting deception. And went and made as if it were ambassadors and took old sacks upon their donkeys and wine bottles old and rent and bound up and old shoes clouded upon their feet and old garments upon them. And the bread of their provisions was dry and moldy. They made it look as if they traveled from a far off country. They spent many weary uh, weeks on the road. They even dressed in such a way that they didn't look like Gibeonites. They looked like they were a foreign people that they've never met. Maybe they even tried to change their accent. You know, like somebody from the United States trying to talk like an Australian. They maybe, you know, flubbed up the accent so people wouldn't know they're from Gibeon. We don't know, but they employed deceptive means. And even though this was fishy... And Joshua and the elders is like, well, how do we know? They just show the surface evidence of the old garments and the old wine bottles and sandals and the moldy bread to prove their point. Which, that's kind of like in a crime scene where something appears to be a suicide when in actuality it's a homicide, it's just the killer made it look like a suicide and the investigation goes no further. But if they would go deeper and investigate the forensic evidence, they would realize, hey, this is actually a homicide and not a suicide. If Israel would have uh, went deeper and investigated thoroughly and consulted the Lord, which would be like consulting forensic evidence, so to speak, in our analogy, they would have discovered that these Gibeonites were being deceptive. They were just trying to save their own skins. Now, the problem was, is that they did make a pact? They didn't consult the Lord, and and they were entrapped by this this oath in this treaty they made with Gibeon, even though it was done by deception. Because the six Canaanite nations says, "Oh, you Gibeonites are turncoats! You're scaredy cats! You're you're traitors! You're Benedict Arnolds! We're gonna wipe you out!" And then they said, "Israel, help! Remember, you made a covenant with us. Remember, we're your servants. Remember." So they had to rescue Gibeon. And it was just a pain in the butt for them. And it made it harder for them to fight against and conquer those six Canaanite nations. And afterwards, they made the Gibeonites their slaves, their water uh, carriers, and their servants, and and, and things like this, um, kind of as a punishment for deceiving them in the pact. But yet they were still obligated to protect them. So in our lives, we need to not get in a rut, in a habit, in a routine, in such a way that... um, that we fail to consult the Lord. We just take things at face value where we can always say, okay, Lord, is this right? Is this what you want? And we always need to consult God so that we know that we're in the center of his will and walking in his paths. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Go out there and have a great day. Shalom and God bless.